Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today I'm pleased to have joining me Dr. Heather Norman Burdoff, our Extension Specialist and Extension Faculty in the Department of Dietetics and Human Nutrition. Thank you so much for joining us today, Heather. Yes. I love today's topic, healthy eating while traveling. I will say that uh, my family's getting ready for a fairly big vacation trip for us. As you know, I always enjoy using this time just to pick your brain uh, for, <laughs> yes. for personal information. So I'm excited to have this conversation today. And let's kick it off just with what tips do you have for us in terms of eating healthy while traveling? Okay, so the first one, I think I've said this before, and it was related to trying to eat healthy with like a busy lifestyle, but mm-hmm. that is pack snacks, especially with kids, packing snacks. I've seen where some people allow, and this might be a little bit more difficult with flying, but with, and especially if you're traveling by car, you know, before the trip, have the kids kind of build their own snack box that they can take and keep in the car. So those are their snacks. They get to pick them out. Essentially, they're going to be more excited about them when you stop at a a gas station and they're not going to want to like run it up and down the aisles and find all kinds of uh, sweet treats or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So really some great options would be, you know, dried nuts and seeds, trail mix, dried fruit like raisins, jerky, and lots of fruit. Just naturally is a great fast food that is good on the go. So apples, bananas, um, little baggies of grapes, lots of options there. And we also know that traveling doesn't always go our way. So there might be a flight delay or um, there's some car trouble. So always having some snacks on hand are going to kind of keep your hunger in check. And, and it's actually a little bit more economical, too, because you're less likely to, you know, kind of splurge and purchase something that could be more expensive in the airport or gas station or like that. So pack snacks is my first one. I absolutely love this. So we were having this conversation last night and we, so we are flying and it is a fairly long flight mm-hmm. and a lot of our little girl, her world revolves around her food. She wants mm-hmm. to know when her meals are, Same. when her snacks are, like that her world revolves around when she eats. And so her big question was snacks and everyone gets their own backpack yeah. to take on the plane and, you know, we were talking about what could be put in the backpack and she kept saying snacks and I said, yes, <laughs> snacks. Uh, and that she has a grocery store trip planned just to purchase her snacks it's for the train. It is for the uh, for the train for the plane. <laughs> so I'm going to take your list and okay. and share that with her for healthy snacks. And I will I will tell you as a mom I'm concerned because we're looking like at a 12 hour flight and I'm thinking how many snacks is it going to take to sustain her <laughs> My, for 12 hours? Sleep snacks, sleep snacks. Mm-hmm. That's what I hope mm-hmm. is the the pattern you have there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, what about when when folks actually get to their destination? Okay, so I would encourage you, if possible, to choose a place to stay that has a small kitchen or kitchenette. So there's a lot of options now when it comes to traveling and lodging specifically. So many rentals and condos especially that you can find on main travel websites that you book through, you can apply filters so you can specifically find places that have a kitchen. And this will just ensure that you have space to store your own groceries. And it really opens up the door to building healthier meals throughout the week or however long that you're spending traveling. 
And we do know, the research tells us that preparing more of our own meals is related to consuming more fruits and vegetables. So if we have a space where we can do that, we're more likely to eat healthier foods. Another way to save money, essentially, and to make sure you get more fruits and vegetables is to plan to eat breakfast and lunch in, and then you can kind of save some of those meals that you're going to eat out for dinner. I think that's one thing that we try to do, especially in in the summer. Normally, we do a week at the beach, Mm -hmm. and we try and eat breakfast and lunch in in kind of a a small condo that has a kitchenette, and then we'll we'll go out to— to dinner, but I will say I'm used to seeing places like that at the beach. But just recently, I was traveling for work, and the random hotel that I stayed at when I walked in, it had a fairly substantial kitchen, and I was there right. for a couple nights. And I thought, well, this is really nice because I can keep my water cold, yeah. and I can cut my dinner in half at night yeah, and bring my exactly. leftovers in, and, and have that the next day. So I do think, as you said, it's becoming more mainstream mm-hmm. in hotels that it's not just yeah. in a condo, and even in a hotel like a, a more tra- traditional hotel room where maybe you only have a mini fridge, that's still, like you just said, Mm -hmm. saving leftovers. You know, you could make, you have milk available. If you have young kids, you can have some chilled fresh fruit. You could have yogurt for breakfast if you, if you got some groceries when you were there and then you have a place to store them. And then I, every hotel room has a coffee pot and you can just run some water through there, hot water. And the next morning you've got oatmeal for breakfast. Yeah. So really you can take advantage of any form of lodging to kind of get some healthier meals into your diet. Okay, Heather, I'm taking notes. Yes. What other tips do you have for us? Okay, so I have a few. And again, if you, from your experience, chime in with something <laughs> that you can share. So uh, the first one, and people are going to probably groan, but really try to commit to eating vegetables with every meal. So this is going to ensure that you're trying to get those healthy foods into your diet. So people, yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> But you can do it. It it really is feasible, even with breakfast. Okay, give me some examples of veggies for breakfast. If you have space, make an omelet and throw some vegetables in it. Spinach is great in an omelet, I'm telling you. Lunch is easy. Put some tomatoes, lettuce on your sandwich. Have some raw veggies as your side. Carrot sticks. Carrot sticks with ranch or, you know, celery, peanut butter, whatever. And then for dinner, make sure that one of your sides— small salad or a nice helping of a brightly colored vegetable. So it's easier than you think. I've bought into lunch and dinner. Okay. My kids might look at me like I had three heads if I pull out (laughs) the carrot sticks at breakfast. It is possible. I promise. We can do it. Okay. Another one, too, like if you're staying in a hotel, it's probably going to have a continental breakfast. Try to scope it out, but a lot of them are going to have eggs, oatmeal, some type of whole grain cereal option. Almost all of them are going to have a fruit bowl or fresh fruit available. So whether that's apples, bananas, oranges, and you could even grab one of those for a snack later on in the day. So really take advantage of that. And then don't skip breakfast. I know on vacation, a lot of people may tend to, to sleep in, you know, because your, your normal routine kind of goes out the window. Right. But I do think it's important to try to eat even a small breakfast because kind of just start your day off right. And you're less likely to overindulge later in the day if hunger really kind of comes out of nowhere. That you're not as hungry you. at lunchtime mm-hmm. and so that you might not eat as large a lunch. Yep. Thinking about the continental breakfast, I always laugh at my son. He loves to stay places that have a continental <laughs> breakfast. And I will say he typically makes fairly healthy choices. He just will eat a much larger breakfast than what right. he normally will. But I have to watch him because— 
uh, you know, he'll say, can I get a banana for later? I'll say, sure, you can have a banana or an apple or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But there's been times that I've looked at him and he's had a banana and maybe two or three apples. I'm like, <laughs> like, like the bulging bowl, out of his pocket. The bowl was not for you. <laughs> well, I, you have started a good habit in your son of he loves sugar, but he also loves fruit. Yep. That, that's great. Yeah. Another tip that I have is just research and plan in advance potentially which restaurants you're going to eat at while you're while you're on vacation. So we put a lot of energy into researching and planning how we're going to get somewhere, where we're going to stay, the things that we're going to do while we're there. And I just encourage people to put that same amount of energy into thinking about what food you're going to eat while That's you're there. That's a great tip. Yeah, because it's really important. And there are so many smartphone apps now where you can research restaurants, their menus, in a specific geographic location. You can apply filters. There's even filters that are like healthy restaurants. Now, how that's defined, I'm not sure. But I will say that there are so many resources now available in order to plan ahead. Look at a menu. You know, if you've got small children, you might want to make sure you choose restaurants that have fruits and vegetables as a option as a side for your kids or, or things like that. So even little small things, just putting a little more attention into the places that you choose to eat while you're there. And then the last one, I know you know I'm going to say this, right, is a reusable water bottle. Mm-hmm. Yep. So on your long flights, each of you and your family should have a reusable water bottle I've, I've already set them out. They're, they're ready to go. They're ready to be put in the backpacks. Yep. This can save a ton of money. We know that the the cost of one bottle of water is very high in an airport terminal or at a gas station. Just be sure that it's empty before you go through security for a, a flight, and then you can fill it up. I'm sure there's a water bottle filling station in the airport. If you don't have reusable water bottles, use a cooler in your car and just keep bottled water ready and available at all times on ice in the back, and then you're good to go, and you're going to save quite a bit of money in that way. And I know that you you know this, but typically my motivation is the saving money mm-hmm. of just yep. how expensive a bottle of water is at, at an airport yeah. or, or stopping along the way or to buy one at a hotel oh, uh, or even at a vending machine at a hotel yeah. that often um, my motivation is saving money. But if it's helping my family be healthier too, that's mm-hmm. it's an added bonus, yes. right? I should probably prioritize helping my family be healthier first. <laughs> I think but. they go hand in hand. That's good. <laughs> so, you know, when I think about vacation and in thinking about our upcoming trip that I know that there's going to be times that we indulge or, or that we mm-hmm. want to indulge. So how can we feel like that we're still living and we're still enjoying our vacation, mm-hmm. but also being mindful about healthy eating? Yeah. The first one is if you're staying somewhere with a kitchen and, you know, if, if you're committed to preparing meals in at night, so some you're preparing dinner in so many nights of the week while you're gone or whatever, try to make it a little more fun. You could have dinner themes. So, you know, tonight's going to be pizza night. And so make it fun where everyone gets to pick their own toppings uh, and and make sure that vegetables are available for pizza toppings. Or maybe you have taco night. Uh, You could have a cooking competition. So maybe each night a certain family member or friend that you're traveling with is responsible for dinner, and then you can have a competition to see who has. Just try to think of ways to make it fun and creative, and that's going to make it feel a little bit more special, especially if there are kids involved. Last summer, one of one of our coworkers that his family, they're adult children, and they went with their mm-hmm. parents, that they all went on vacation together. And so they drew names for partners, and then whoever's name that they drew, that, that 
group was responsible for fixing dinner yeah, on certain that's nights. Great. So they had certain number of nights that they went out to dinner, certain number of nights that they knew that they were going to eat in. But it also mixed the couples up. So a husband and wife weren't necessarily preparing mm-hmm. dinner together. Yep. And I think I think one of the pairings worked out that it was a couple of the the brother in laws together. <laughs> and you, you know, so I think there was some fun too. It immediately the, became a competition. It became a competition <laughs> of of who was preparing what and how it was being prepared and in that type thing. But I did really think that was the mom's idea. I'm certain because she didn't want to be responsible for dinner every right. night and she shouldn't have to be. But I also thought it was it was just a really neat way to kind of split up the duty of cooking so mm-hmm. it spreads out the burden. It also engages everybody in the meal and, yeah. and it encourages them to have a little bit more fun too. Absolutely. A, a natural way for family bonding or, or, or just working together. I, th- I think that's a great example and then if you don't have a kitchen and you can't really do something like that, just kind of be strategic in what meals you choose to eat out. So decide which meals you're going to eat out up front. If you're staying at a place that offers breakfast, take advantage of that. You could just do a packed lunch or a small lunch out and then make dinner really special. Or, a, here we go, being a little more economical here, a lot of places the lunch menu is going to be cheaper. So you could make lunch your big meal out and save a little bit of money because that menu is a little cheaper. And then you could do something smaller at night or, you know, just kind of mix it up a little bit um, and make things make things a little bit different. And then especially with kids, we've talked about kind of how to making it more fun. So if you have a cooler, you could make a picnic part of the road trip, um, stopping halfway, finding somewhere fun along the way. You could easily pack your lunch if you're it's a day on the beach or if you're just out and exploring for a day, um, packing lunches and keeping those on ice is, is a super sim- simple thing that you could do. And then the last one that I like to do when I'm traveling is try to find something new and different I've never had before. So a new type of food or a different type of ethnic cuisine, a way to get to know the place where you're visiting a little bit better. You could ask locals for recommendation. But what happens is you're most likely going to be exposed to some new foods and even maybe some different fruits or vegetables that you don't typically fix on your own. So it's going to maybe open up a little bit your taste buds, your palate, and, and allow you to try maybe a new healthy food. You and an opportunity to explore. Absolutely. I think it's funny, Heather, I had to laugh when you were talking about packing your lunch and turning it into a picnic for the kids that when we were little and we would go to the beach as kids, my parents would take us to the beach and we would leave extremely early in the morning than I now know parents do because you hope your kids sleep (laughs) so that there's less bickering, less fighting, et cetera, in the car. But my mom would get up and she would fry chicken and she would make this really elaborate. And I can't, like today, I can't imagine how she had everything so together to get up and pack this picnic lunch. But by the time my brother and I hit kind of high school, we caught on that they did that because they just didn't want to eat out. Like they didn't want to pay for lunch right. while we were traveling. Uh, we called them out on that, that all these years, you know, they made it seem like it was such a great thing for the kids. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I have very vivid memories. Absolutely. I could I could go into it. We don't have time on this That's podcast, awesome. but I could tell you about where we stopped and the type of places that we picnicked. Yeah. But, and, you know, down to even kind of what my mom would make make every year. But we did catch on that it was a cost-saving mechanism for them. But still, I think my mom had to be superwoman because when we travel, I'm lucky to, like, 
get everything in the car. car I can't, right. you, you know, the type of meal that she would pack as a picnic lunch so when we elaborate. traveled. Yeah, I just can't. Well, I think one thing that keeps coming up is really a lot of these healthy eating tips are kind of tied to being economical. They are. Money. They certainly so are. They're very, they're tightly woven together. Eating out is expensive. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it can just be very costly. And we also find that when you eat healthy out, that it tends to be more expensive, that healthier foods prepared elsewhere, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, are more expensive than some of the the less healthy, quick, fast food type type meals. And I will um, just kind of put a plug that uh, if you visit your local county extension office, they've got a publication about dining out in a healthy way, because we know it's inevitable you're going to dine out when you're on vacation or traveling. And so that publication may be helpful in kind of understanding the menu and what are key words to look for that might be a little bit healthier when you are dining out. So this has been fun, Heather. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question, or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.